Theology. It's a word that people often either love or hate. For some people, it conjures up images of boring and irrelevant information that seems to have no bearing on the Christian life. But does it have to be like that? Should it be like that? And if not, what should it be like? That's what we're thinking about today in the first ever episode of Thinking Theology. We're going to be thinking about what theology is, what makes for good theology, and why it's important for the Christian life. Hi, my name's Carl Dienick. I'm a pastor, theologian, writer, and Bible college lecturer. Welcome to Thinking Theology, a podcast where we think about theology, the Bible, and the Christian life, not just for the sake of it, but so we can love God more with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Theology often gets a bad rap. Unfortunately, sometimes that's well-deserved. The problem is often the fault of theologians themselves. Sometimes you get the feeling from some theologians and pastors that the best theology is a theology that doesn't make sense. But actually, the reverse is true. The best theology is accessible to the ordinary person because it enables the ordinary person to know the true and living God. At its heart... Theology is about knowing God. Theology literally means the study of God or the knowledge of God. It's about understanding the deep truths of God. Another way that theology has sometimes been defined is thinking God's thoughts after him. Paul says in 1 Corinthians that God has given us the Spirit so that we can understand the thoughts of God. No one can understand what's in another person's head. I can't know what you're thinking, but God has given us his spirit so that we can understand something of his mind. That's an extraordinary thing to say. But at its best, theology is not just about knowing about God, but knowing God himself. Paul writes in Philippians 3, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. He goes on to say, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. The kind of knowledge Paul wants is not just academic knowledge. He wants to put away everything, everything that he has, everything that he thinks he already knows, and pursue Jesus with all of his might. He wants to know Jesus like he's never known anyone before. And he wants to be so closely identified with Jesus that he shares in Jesus' own experiences, in Jesus' own death and resurrection. You see, at its heart, theology is deeply relational. It's not simply about knowing facts, it's about knowing a person. Of course, knowing a person involves knowing facts. It's meaningless to say that you know someone if you don't know anything about them. Uh, Imagine a husband who says, I know my wife, but who doesn't actually know anything about her. If he doesn't know what she likes or doesn't like, what she enjoys or doesn't enjoy, you'd say he doesn't really know his wife at all. In fact, 
one of the joys in a relationship is getting to know the other person, getting to know what they like and don't like getting to know what they enjoy or don't enjoy. I have friends who know me so well that they just know what I'm thinking sometimes. They know what will annoy me. They know what will make me happy. So theology, in its true sense, involves knowing truths about God and knowing God relationally. When either one of those elements is missing, theology falls apart. Knowing facts about God without knowing God personally is empty. And claiming to know God relationally without knowing how he's revealed himself to be is completely misleading. That gives a bit of a glimpse into why theology is important for the Christian life. But there's more to say. In the first place, theology is important because misunderstanding and misrepresenting God is at the heart of sin. The serpent deceived Eve in the garden by a half-truth. If you eat this fruit, you'll become like God. But half a truth is a whole lie, and you and I are still living with the consequences of Eve's poor knowledge of God. Or think about Job. At the end of the book of Job, Job repents. Why? Because he has misrepresented and misunderstood God. Job says in chapter 42, Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. God then says back to Job's friends, I'm angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. Job's friends were rebuked by God because they misunderstood the theological relationship between sin and suffering. They misunderstood a theological idea. So too in Galatians, Paul calls down a curse on people who are teaching another gospel, that is, people who are teaching errors about the way of salvation. Paul is so vehement because distorting the gospel risks people's eternal salvation. Bad theology can have terrible consequences. So theology is important because misunderstanding God is at the heart of sin. But theology is also important because thinking rightly about God is one of the ways that we love God. Jesus commands us in Mark 12 to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. We're to love God with all of our being, that includes our heart, which means not so much just our emotions. The heart in Jewish thought was the very centre of our personality and decision-making. But we're also to love God with all our mind. We're to love God in the way we think about him. But not just in the way that we think about him, but in the way we think about everything. Every thought of our minds presents an opportunity to love God. And the more we understand God, the more what we think is shaped by God, then the more we'll love and honour God with our thoughts as he deserves. So theology involves knowing truths about God and knowing God relationally. It's important because misunderstanding God is at the heart of sin. And true knowledge of God is at the heart of loving God with all our being. But what makes good theology? Well, here are five things. 
First theology ought to be biblical. It ought to be based on the Bible and come from the Bible. The Bible is where God reveals himself to us. It's the Bible, as Paul says to Timothy, that is able to make us wise for salvation and to teach, rebuke, correct, and train us in righteousness. Theology doesn't come from our own imaginations. That's, I think, the difference between theology and philosophy. Philosophy asks, what do I make of the world that I see? How do I think the world works? While theology asks, what does God say about the world that I see? How does God say that the world works? Second, theology ought to be accurate. That ought to go without saying, but unfortunately, it does need to be said. The postmodern worldview that has shaped much of current Western society says that it's impossible to know truth. Instead, I have my truth and you have your truth, and we can't really know who's right. We just have to live with that. That view has infected the church so that lots of people deal with theology in the same way. They say, You have your understanding of God. I have my understanding of God. We just need to learn to live with the differences. But accuracy does matter. Imagine if my friend, for example, thought that my favorite color was pink. And so as a gift, he decided to paint my car pink. How would I feel about that? How would I respond? Well, I'd be furious. Pink is not my favorite color, and I don't want my car painted pink. So an inaccurate view of other people matters. And in the same way, an inaccurate view of God matters too. Third, theology ought to be accessible. Complexity for its own sake is not a noble goal. Complexity doesn't make theology good. If theology is about knowing and relating to God, then we need to understand theology so that we can relate to God. God has gone to great lengths to make himself known to us. Jesus took on humanity to communicate with us face to face. And so we shouldn't unnecessarily complicate what he's revealed by making our theology complicated. That doesn't mean that all topics in theology are equally simple. Some topics are confusing. The fact that Jesus is both God and man is hard to understand. The fact that God is sovereign and that we are responsible is hard to fit together. But theology, like the Bible, ought to be both shallow enough for a baby to wade in and deep enough for an elephant to swim in. Fourth, theology ought to be passionate. It ought to stir our hearts to love God. It ought to make us cry out with Paul in Romans, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out! Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. It's interesting to note that when Paul says that, he's just spent three chapters dealing with the difficult doctrines of election, predestination, and the place of Israel in God's gospel plan. Those are some of the most challenging theological topics that there are. But those theological topics not only blow Paul's mind, they stir his heart. The 20th century preacher Martin Lloyd-Jones once described preaching as logic on fire. Well, good theology should be logic on fire too. It should be truth with passion. 
If theology isn't stirring our heart, then there's something deeply wrong. But finally, theology also ought to help us live for God. The Puritan theologian William Ames wrote that theology is the knowledge of how to live in the presence of God. Another theologian, John Frame, describes theology as the application of scripture to all areas of human life. Theology that isn't lived out is not good theology. That doesn't mean that we always know straight away what the application is. When I was studying electrical engineering at university, people would often complain about having to learn maths or physics or having to do complex calculations by hand to analyse electrical circuits. And the complaint was always the same. Why are we learning this? Can't computers do this now? What's the point? But unbeknownst to us, our lecturers were teaching us the principles of how electrical circuits worked. That meant that when we finally got out into the real world to work as engineers, we could analyse why some things weren't working and then work out how to fix them. Sometimes we could do that just by thinking about the situation. We could do it because we understood the principles of how things worked. And theology is the same. Sometimes we complain that theology is boring and we can't understand the point of it. But knowing God and knowing God's ways helps us to make sense of the world and ourselves. It helps us to know how God works and how God's world works. Theology should be biblical, accurate, accessible, passionate and deeply practical. Well, that's all we have time for in this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Next time, we'll be thinking about the different kinds of theology we can do and how we can go about that. So please join me then. Thank you.